Hello there. My name's Mark, a.k.a. The Canardian Jedi. That's right, I changed it. Uh, mixing things up a little bit. And this is episode 78 of Holocron Chronicles. Charlie is once away, once again, away exploring the galaxy, uh, off on a top secret mission, and we wish him the best of luck. Uh, but while Charlie is away... I've got another fantastic guest lined up, and uh, you can see him right now if you're watching the video. If not, everyone, please welcome Jimmy K. Foe to the show for the first time. Jimmy, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, how about yourself, Mark? I am great. I'm super excited to have you on. Uh, we just like just today we both kind of shared something. Uh, in our stories, a video we did together got over 2,000 views. I think that's a little bit, uh, you know, something to celebrate. And uh, and and this was lined up before before we knew that was going to happen. So it's kind of a nice little milestone to hit, and then uh, and then jump on the recording tonight. So it's it's pretty great to have you. Uh, it's great to be here. Excellent, excellent. Uh, before we learn all about you, all about your intro to Star Wars, all that kind of stuff, I have to take care of some housekeeping stuff. Uh, including thanking our Patreon supporters over at patreon.com slash secret friends unite. Uh, you can go over there right now, get a seven day free trial and check out all the exclusive bonus content and all that kind of stuff, as well as ad free versions of every single secret friends podcast uh, on the network. So if that sounds interesting, interesting to you, you can go support us uh, for as little as $1 a month. Um, which is which is pretty awesome to unlock uh, all those features and uh, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I do have to thank our friends with benefits tier, including Corian HD, John Sedorf, the Phoenix Sisters Cosplay, and Brennan Myers, as well as our BFF tier, Sean, Stella, and Henry Nias, Missy Merchant, Matthew Keel, and Asian Sith Mistress. Thank you all for uh, for supporting us over there if you'd like to be a subscriber and help us out over on patreon again you can visit patreon.com slash secret friends unite and uh and check out a free trial and see if it's right for you if you can't support us financially or you don't want to or whatever and you still want to help us out head over to youtube throw us a subscribe throw us a couple of likes over there tell some friends share some of the content whether it's uh, one of the hosts or the Secret Friends Unite Network uh, in general. We appreciate any kind of share, like, subscribe, whatever you can do. Follow us uh, anywhere you can. And um, and that's always appreciated. Um, and of course, uh, leaving reviews and all that kind of stuff uh, goes a long way as well. So all of that said, all of that out of the way, let's learn a little bit more about Jimmy. All right. Perfect. Uh, all right. Well, first off... Let's uh, tell us about a little, a little bit about yourself and the, the stuff you do on your, your social channels, the content that you create, and then we'll get into your Star Wars origin. All right. So if anybody follows me or starts following me, you'll basically notice that it's uh, kind of, it's not a total hot mess, but it's just, it's a little variety of everything. So um, I, by trade, am a filmmaker. Um, I have a production company. Most of the stuff that I do is um, business content creation, which is run social media pages, make web pages. Uh, I do TV commercials. I do photography. Um, I also do movies, but obviously with the strikes, things kind of slowed down, been doing that. So now I'm going back into uh, the movie realm. But essentially what I decided was I do a lot of different things and 
as a artist, you know, you're constantly told what is you're constantly asked, what is your niche? What do you do? What do you bring? What do you want to tell? And I kind of started to notice that I kind of am all over the place. And instead of picking a niche, I've decided I will just be all over the place for everything from now on. So my social media is now going to showcase that. Um, so it's going to be everything from traveling to work to cosplay stuff to TikToks with great people like Mark and just being totally ridiculous. You know, um, I have a saying my parents told me when I grow up, I can be anything I wanted to be and I want to be ridiculous. So <laughs> I like it. That's a that's a good approach. I I love the randomness of your stuff and like, to hear that it's, it's going to continue to get potentially more and more random is, is just good stuff. Cause you never know if you're going to get uh, some star Wars stuff or if you're going to get Harry Potter crossed with Christmas vacation, <laughs> just tune yeah. in for something fun. You're probably going to laugh. Like it's, it's a great, great uh, feed to follow. You're, you're, you're very Thank entertaining. You. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. <laughs> How did you, how did you get started in like, was it content creation first and then video stuff or was it video stuff? And then you were like, you know what? I like doing this so much. I'm also going to make it my hobby. So basically what happened was, is I, so I went to the university of North Carolina school of the arts, which is where David Gordon Green, Jeff Nichols, Danny McBride, that's where they went to school. So I studied filmmaking. always wanted to do film. Um, I came out of college, did my first feature film that took a, you know, because it was on such a shoestring budget, it took a very long time to get it made. Um, so then sometime in 2014, I was asked, my cousin was too young to go by himself and his mom did not want to go. So I was asked to go and I was like, oh, this is a lot of fun. I was like, oh, people dress up. And, you know, I was the type of person where when Deathly Hallows part one and two came out, I dressed up as Harry Potter. So to me, I was like, oh, okay, well, this is just something else I could do. And, um, I just, the cosplay thing was more of a like, oh, I just enjoy this. I didn't consider myself anything because I knew so many people created these awesome costumes. I'm like, I look like Harry Potter. So I just put a scar on and I'm like, done. So I just was doing that. And then my friend Dane, his handles BK Dane, he did um, a lot of mashups. Like his, my favorite of his is a mashup of Joker and Jack Sparrow. It's one of my favorite cosplays he's ever done. Um, and I was like, mashups are so cool. I'm like, why can't I do this? And then I think the first mashup I might have did was Jedi Potter. I believe that was the first one I did. Um, so I basically, um, I had the Jedi robes. I added the scar. I got uh, one of the, the, oh, the chopstick lightsabers. So that way oh, yeah, it's like yeah. the size of a wand. <laughs> it looks like the wand, but it's a lightsaber. Yeah, and then I wore yeah. the jeans like Harry wears with the, you know. So, um, yeah, so then I started doing that. And then the content creation stuff was just kind of like, I just kept watching people do cool things and like being a content creator is cool, but I consider myself more like a filmmaker that just has, um, has likes that, um, fandoms can be a part of. And it's a, it's just a better way to follow because it's just more interesting and more fun. And then I, you know, decided to get totally ridiculous, which, you know, like the Christmas vacation thing, the Christmas vacation thing, uh, I actually came up with in 2022. I was talking with my friend Dane. I said, next year before Christmas, I'm going to do it. And then I did it. So, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Um, that's that's awesome. I, and I love that, like, long planning kind of stuff, too. Like, that's 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 really good. Um, Plus, I think it would be more fun, like, with, like, the filmmaking stuff. It's like, oh, like, I'm not just, like, I feel like there's this, this whole, like, bad – 
cliche like conventional wisdom of like auteurs and like directors and things like that it's like no man like a fountain fan too of all this stuff i want to do i have fun so yeah i like i love that side of uh you'll see it in like ign interviews or different things like that where they will ask like you know what video game are you playing what thing Mm -hmm. what fandom are you part of and you you find out those behind the scene things like um you know, like the, this person read these comic books or like wants to get into these movies, but they're like doing like other stuff. And it's like that person reads comic books. What the hell? Like, what are you talking right. about? It's like that person, uh, like, like even like Charlie Cox cosplaying is, uh, bluey. Um, it's yeah. like, okay. D- did daredevil just cosplay? I watched that man beat up a hallway full of badasses <laughs> and he's right. at a convention, not as a, a guest. He's cosplaying on the floor. I, I might've seen him. I, I might have saw him. Wild. Why? <laughs> really might have. Because he was at New York Comic Con, and I do remember an adult being bluey. I think I might have saw him. Fantastic. I have a friend of mine who she was dressed as Electra, and he took a picture with her and admitted it. And so there's like a whole – there's a story on – her story is on TikTok. She explains how like he – how she figured it out afterwards. She just – you know, and while she was there and stuff like that. And I was like, yo, that's like hilarious because they did, they did the same thing – when Agents of Shield had a, a panel, they had Coulson. Coulson might have been Rocket. Um, Quake was, I don't know. They were all different Guardians, and they were just walking around. And I was like, how did I not like run into these people? Like, amazing, yeah. You know, like, and you could have, and you don't even know it. You're just like, you exactly. Know. I probably saw yeah. some some idiot with like the Rocket mask that just didn't move, and I was like, oh, that's so cool. But they're too yeah. tall, and <laughs> it was probably him. Yeah. amazing amazing <laughs> i uh i gotta say that i i definitely agree like the the mashup stuff and speaking of dare like i just did a daredevil jedi mashup mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i've done uh so that one and i've done like bananakin skywalker and i yeah. see your stuff and i'm like what other mashups can i do what can i like pull yeah, off a- like jimmy does and it's 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 just <laughs> oh, it's fun to think about right like you're like what that, do i have around the house okay yeah no i have a few i have a few ideas and that's really funny because i like your tiktoks i was like oh i gotta do i gotta up my tiktok game like work here but no i i have a couple of ideas i have two really good tiktoks with with two awesome people but i'm not gonna say anything that one of them one of them I think is going to be really funny. The other one, if I do it right, it'll be the funniest thing I've ever done. If I do it right, because it'll be so ridiculous. Um, but yes. Uh, I look, it's, I look um, forward to it. It's, yeah. So it's, uh, you know, it's just, I, I like all this stuff. I, you know, it just was, I've been following cosplayers. I don't know for how long. And it's just kind of like, oh, cool. Let me, let me try this. I guess, I, you know, why not? Somebody's got to do it. So. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. Uh, so this is a Star Wars podcast, not a, a cosplay podcast. We could talk about that kind of stuff all night, I'm sure. But before I let myself do that, I have to switch gears a little bit and talk about how you got into Star Wars specifically. So what was what was your introduction to Star Wars? So as a kid, um, I was shown the movies. The special editions came out. I was six. Yes. Special editions came out when I was six, um, six or seven. So I was introduced that way. And, you know, as a kid, I never looked further than like, oh, my parents like these movies. They showed me these movies. I love these movies. And then that was it. As I started to get older, um, I would listen to my mom 
we talked about like favorite movies and my mom goes oh first ever star wars um and i love hearing the story because she goes yeah no it was uh a new movie theater they talked about having dolby sound it was going to be this whole revolutionary thing so nobody knew what star wars was we all went to the movie and then you know so as i've gotten older what i've realized is, is i was actually introduced basically because my mom like my dad my dad liked Star Wars. My mom loves Star Wars. So I was introduced from uh, to my mom uh, giving me all that. And since then, like, you know, her and I have done things like um, the first time I ever went to Celebration was in Anaheim. Um, I took my mom. Um, so nice. that was awesome. We both cosplayed when we met Ewan. So that was awesome. Um, what else? Uh, so we have um, a christmas tree that's we have three we have three christmas trees we have the regular one we have a small harry potter one and then we have a large star wars one because my mom and i collect a lot of those and hallmark keeps releasing a lot of those so like when everybody was talking about like the the empire strikes back one with the where um freezing yeah, like everybody was talking about it, and I'm just like sitting there, like, yeah, no, we pre-ordered that, like, already, like, we're waiting for that thing to come in. <laughs> like, we were, we were like, amazing. It's so, so, so I, yeah, so my mom really is the one that like drove Star Wars home. Like, she, she, she's a nurse, but I swear, if she had a different life, she would be into special effects. Like, we went and saw, um, like, she loved the panels. Um, the production designer that does Mandalorian that started in the Phantom Menace. Ah, I forget what the gentleman's name is. Um, but you know who I'm talking about. Cause you've seen him in all the behind the scenes stuff. He had a thing, uh, a panel and he broke down like how Naboo was created and all this other stuff. And my mom and I like talked about it a lot afterwards. She loved it and stuff like that. And like we did a, like uh, the, there was like an interview with Anthony Daniels. We sat through and she loved that. So like, it's really cool. And then um, we went on the star cruiser. We actually went on the star cruiser twice Wow. because we went the first year because we wanted to go. And then when it was closing, her and I were both like, we need to, not only do we need to go again, but we really need to take um, my nephew who was five at the time. And uh, yeah, so we took him, you know, um, galaxy's edge opened in LA first. We went there like two months after that happened. We were there when it was so packed. You only had like a four hour block. We were there. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so we, so we both, uh, so we both love, uh, Star Wars. So, um, and Amazing. it was cool because then, uh, after she taught me, I taught my sister. I, um, my mom and I had helped, uh, had showed her Phantom Menace, but at one point I said, no, we're going to watch them in the release order. So I showed my sister, Jennifer, who has cosplayed with me and met Ewan with me in New York Comic Con. So like, it's been like this big kind of like family affair thing. But yeah, no, I was introduced uh, from my mom. So I owe, I owe the women of Star Wars quite a lot, actually. I wouldn't same. Do yeah. I, my aunt introduced me to the same kind of, like my, my parents were kind of like, you know, like mm. the Star Wars was always kind of around, but like it was my aunt that was like mm. collecting books and had the movies and lent me the movies and showed mm. me like, you know, you can only watch one per week and you got to watch it over and over again if you like it or whatever. And um, mm-hmm. when I met Timothy Zahn and interviewed him back in uh, in October, like I, I texted her when I was on my way up to Halifax to meet him. Mm-hmm. And um, she sent me a picture of like her original run, like Timothy Zahn, like the, the Thrawn oh, wow. trilogy and stuff like that. So like she's still a big Star Wars fan. Um, awesome. I would not be potentially not be into star wars definitely not be the fan i am without my aunt so like yeah we just we both just did like 
a response video with a bunch of other people in the community to uh, to that audio going around about women in Star Wars. So if you haven't seen that, check out one of our social channels um, or the Dadalorian who put the whole thing together. So thank you, Eric, who's been on the yeah, show. Shout out uh, to the Dadalorian because that was awesome. Yeah. Um, what is – you've mentioned Ewan McGregor a couple of times you're wearing a Kenobi shirt. The answer might be right here in front of us. Um, I'm going to ask your favorite character – and then your favorite movie, show, or, or okay. thing. So favorite character is a, a weird one because Kenobi always was. But I feel like I feel like if I just look at the original trilogy, which the original trilogy is my favorite of them, Han Solo would be. But then if I include the Solo movie, I'm kind of like, ah. But the older I get, the more I relate more to Anakin and Vader. Like right now, I make the joke with everybody that I know. I'm basically Anakin and Revenge of the Sith right now. That's basically where I'm at in my life. So um, I would say like, I would say Han Solo, Anakin slash Vader. And the only reason why I say slash Vader is not that everybody doesn't know. I feel like when people say Anakin, they're only talking about the prequels. When people say Vader, they're only talking about the original. It's like, no, I, um, and then, so that's like the first tier. And then like a little bit lower is Kenobi, Luke, and Leia. Hmm. All right. Solid. Yeah. So um, Kenobi's, and I feel like Kenobi, I have such a connection with for two reasons. One is because more relating to Anakin, I'm always striving to be this. I'm a very Mm -hmm. emotional person. So I'm striving to be more like Obi-Wan. So I feel like there's that connection. Um, Also, which this is really funny. Ewan McGregor, putting aside Star Wars, Ewan McGregor has managed to play me three different times in his career, like act, like characters that just are me. So mm. I have this connection to Ewan is really what it is. He's probably my favorite actor. So it's just, you know, um, but yeah, so that would be, and he was always the Jedi growing up. Like, like I always liked Luke, but I always thought Kenobi was the Jedi. Like anytime mm. I thought of Jedi, like he was always the first one. Luke was always a, padawan and becoming that anakin was you know becomes vader so like obi-wan was always the guy oh yeah yeah he's yeah yeah, he's the jedi and that's i like and i I always love obi-wan because of that he's like the jedi because he was really faced with a lot of the same issues of like losing his friends Mm -hmm. losing his family losing the only group and family he ever know he ever knew and and Mm -hmm. a lot of the same trials as anakin losing his master and all this kind of stuff but never turned Right. I right. see that turmoil, especially in the Kenobi show now, which is, oh, yeah. you know, I, I love that dive into the character and, and say what mm-hmm. you will about the show. It had some ups and downs, but like it still dove into that character and showed a very, very, very broken man who mm-hmm. still never went dark. And I love that, right. um, that definition of a Jedi. But I also love that we've seen that a couple of other times with like Kane and Jarrus on, on kind of a different side of that. Uh, and then Cal Kestis doing, um, mm-hmm. again, kind of a different take on that, like, Mm-hmm. I've been beaten down, but I'd never give up kind of thing. And, you know, they go into hiding in different ways and they take different paths mm-hmm. and they're kind of like different sides to the same coin kind of thing. But like, um, I love, there's, there's something about like a, a Jedi that never cracks that, that I also love, but right. I also love me some Darth Vader, Anakin. So of I, course I, I get where you're coming from with, uh, with all of this. Uh, you mentioned the original trilogy is your favorite. Do you have a definitive favorite movie or show okay. or something? So I kind of cheat any, so anytime, cause I'm a, cause I'm a, I'm a movie maker. Everybody asks, what's your favorite movie? So, so first real quick, greatest movie of all time is the Lion King. After that, 
anytime anybody asks me, I go the original trilogy. I do. I think that is a story that's act one, act two, act three. So I don't think I should have to choose. If you have to twist my arm, I will say empire. And it's like barely it's, it's just, I like where the characters go, but like a new hope is just like the beginning. And it's just like the perfect hero's journey. And like, you know, all this other stuff, but then return of the Jedi, you know, that's when you get to really see what a Jedi does and, you know, say what you will about the Ewoks. I actually think the Ewok thing was like a brilliant thing, you know, because it showed that anybody in the galaxy could, you know, rise to the occasion. And Mm -hmm. so um, I always kind of cheat with that. I'm like, the original trilogy is just one movie. Don't worry about it. (laughs) I like it. I like it. I don't think I should have to choose. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you're, you're talking to, uh, I usually pick return of the Jedi as my favorite, but like, yeah, the original trilogy, like take any single one of them. And, and, I have the stupidest reason for Return of the Jedi being my favorite. It's because I love Luke's green saber. And I love that opening thing of Luke in black and just kicking some ass with his green saber. Like just, I love that. That's it. That's, that's like, but I can pick different scenes and different bits, but for some reason that spoke to me as a kid. And I was like, this is cinema. Like that was, you know, it was just like (laughs) that, the the green saber was the first lightsaber I ever like bought like uh yeah. replica oh that actually might be that might be the first lightsaber that i ever got actually too was a green one it was the did you have the one it was like so it was the luke one and then it's like half the blade is like up and then you turn it on and it comes out no it's the, like the full blade was out it was a hasbro um i want to say black series or something like that full blade um not like the super super expensive ones like it was all plastic and stuff but it was still um very yeah, cool. full blade, full blade lit up, had some motion effects and sound effects and all that kind of stuff. That's really it was cool. it was decent for the day. Um and I still mm-hmm. have it, but it's it's uh, it's kind of like a way where my kid can't get it because it's broken. Um sure. so yeah, that's uh, that's that. Um I think you know, I actually I don't know with your with your Darth Vader Anakin anecdote there, if what what way do you lean? Light side or dark side? Oh, I lean light. I lean okay. light. All right. Because it, no matter, that's like the, that's why I'm a Gryffindor and not a Slytherin. There's like a certain line I can't cross. That's right. why, you know, right. like I talked to you about uh, Batman. That's why Batman was always, you know, there's like a line that you, that I can never cross. That's why Han really works really well for like a favorite character. Like there's like a, there's a point that I can't like, cause I, you know, it, the joke, the joke has always been amongst people that I've known, whether it be in high school, college or whatever, that I'm kind of like a boy scout or like a captain America type, like, yeah. you know, so like, I, I can't, I can't do it. it you know, yeah. so I definitely am light. All right. Uh, that's what I thought. But then you, you, you threw out that Anakin bit earlier. Oh, and I was yeah. like, Oh, because I can get, I can get that emotional and I am 99% sure everything that he does for love. I'm, if I haven't done it already, I probably will. So, Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So let's just say that I probably will. Um, right. So I could go. I could go to that route you're, you're so. on on the on the brink. Uh, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Um, light cyber, lightsaber color of choice. I gave mine away with green and a green Luke's green one. Do you have a favorite lightsaber color? Like blue, you, blue, blue. blue. All my favorites right. have blue. Blue is my favorite color, regardless of Star Wars. And it's just like, oh, all right. Well, that's easy. Yeah. Easy enough. Uh, do you have a favorite, a specific lightsaber design that is your favorite? Question. Um, I do really like, I do really like Obi-Wan's from the Kenobi show. Um, mm. 
as a kid, I always liked Qui-Gon's because I liked how basic it was. It just, it, it, oh, it's almost like designed for spinning. Like it's just, yeah. you know, very basic and very clean, you know, gotta love Anakin's and Luke's. I think I might prefer. I might prefer Vader's over Luke. Um, Vader's over Anakin's, honestly. The, the, mm. I, I kind of like the, I like the black in it a lot. Um, yeah. But yeah, probably, probably uh, Kenobi's. Probably nice. Kenobi's, then Qui Gon's, and then from there. I do love the idea of a Sith saber with like a blue or green Kyber crystal in it. Cause you get that, like yeah. you said, like, like, like Darth Vader's, like you get those black tones and stuff in it and it yeah. looks really cool. Like black and like red or exposed wire, that kind of thing. And I love that aesthetic, but with like a light side crystal, I think that's a really cool yeah, yeah. contrast. Cause you kind of I, think like, yeah, the light side, you know, a little bit more metallic or even like high Republic stuff. You get those gold and stuff in there or whatever. Um, like when I built mine in galaxy's edge, I built, um, elemental nature because i love gunji saber probably my favorite design ever Ooh, uh, that's red and stuff like that's so unique um but if i had if i could build another one i think i'd actually build like a sith saber but pop a green or blue crystal in it and just be like mm. this is real different you know it's it's my brother yeah, yeah, did yeah. that but he he did the purple crystal and i was like mm. okay yeah yeah i see what you're i see what you're mm. you're you're kind of leaning a little bit more a dark oh wait I, I actually did that too did, I did okay, right. I did do that. Now that you say that, it was what is it? I did power, and then I did purple instead of instead of red. So that way, yes. you know. But no, I agree with you. I think the I just think the black works really nicely, and I feel like I feel like on somebody the black would kind of be more subdued, like hanging, yeah. and I think that could make it more just like sleek when it comes out and everything. I really like that. Yeah. Yeah, and you're you're right with like with Qui Gon's like for spinning because a lot of the replica sabers, like I've played with different ones at cons and different things like that, and like had different like actual replica sabers, and some of them are so terrible. They're aesthetically cool as hell, but like yeah, the like second you try to spin them or do something, you're like, Mm-mm, no, that's cut yeah, my hand. Exactly. There's just two. There's either a bulky part of it. There's a big ass button. They just don't yeah. make any sense. But Qui Gon's is like, like even if you buy like a basic one, it's essentially just like a broken down version of Qui-Gon's and I think mm. Qui-Gon's is like nice and just like oh this is like a weapon this is not about anything fancy this is like so you can use this the best way possible so yeah yeah uh love it love it I, I yeah talk lightsaber designs for for days <laughs> but we'll we'll move on uh do you have Star Wars collectibles and if so What's the favorite, like your favorite item? I'm sure you have something. I'm seeing Grogu in behind yeah. you, a couple of other oh things. Oh my God. I have a lot of, sh- I have a lot of stuff. Um, I have a lot. I have a lot. Um, it's bad. Um, but I am going to say, let me see. Um, yeah. So it's not exactly a collectible, but it is a Star Wars item. I was thinking, I was actually thinking about this earlier because um, I knew you had this question. And honestly, my favorite thing that I own that Star Wars is I have, um, kenobi's revenge of the sith um attire the actual costume oh that was the aside from the harry potter robe which i really more or less got because i was at universal that was technically the first cosplay i ever got i got it for force awakens and i wore i wore it to every single sequel movie i wore it i've worn it at almost every con that i've gone to i wore it twice to see Owen. um i wore it at both celebrations and so to me, 
I've even had to expand it as I've gained weight. I've had to, you know, so I've had to change it, but it's been around, I want to say since like 2014, 2015. Wow. So the fact that like I still have it and it still works, I wore it on the star cruiser. Like that's like, to me at this point, that's like my Jedi robes. That's not, you know, yeah. anyone mine. Wow. So I think that that, that's probably my favorite because I have the, just the most like experience within it and I kind of made it my own. So. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that's that's like traveled the world with you, man. That's that's incredible. Quite quite literally, the first yeah. time I ever went to London was for Star Wars Celebration, and what was in my bag? That thing. Wow, wow, amazing. That's that's uh, yeah, that's that's been everywhere. Um, what's your favorite affiliation? Is it like is it Jedi or you you would you lead to like it, if you could hang out with someone? Where where would you go? Uh, Any other I mean, Sith pirates? I mean, I guess it, like it's Jedi, but. I love the idea of like hanging out with the Jedi, like with rebels. Like if it was just straight up, like hanging out with, but it just has to be Jedi because I feel that the, the level of expectation for Jedi as, you know, like somebody that like superhero things and stuff like that, like Jedi was always, is always like the pinnacle. So to be able to actually hang with them and things like that, like I uh, definitely Jedi, Um, Mm. you know, but, uh, I like to, I would like to, I like to, ex, you know, I wouldn't mind meeting any of them, but it's really funny too, because then on the star cruiser, a lot of different people came with their own backstory. So my backstory was that I was a Jedi on the, the cruiser. Nice. nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love that. I love that. Uh, that's yeah. Do you have a specific era of Jedi? Like high Republic, uh, like I like right before like the, you know, tr- sequel trilogy or where, where, where are you kind of so like, I really like, around? I really like the original trilogy and the Mandoverse. That right there is the is like pinnacle Star Wars, my favorite, and yeah. that's what I would. That's nice. like my because to me, Star Wars was always about a uh, a fascist government being overthrown by the most unlikely of people. Yeah. So yeah. like that's like the core of it. it. So yeah. Awesome. Um. Last question, and this is one, one of my favorites because you you can get some pretty wacky answers, and I, I, hopefully we'll, we'll we'll see how you go. Uh, so Star Wars basically just constant suffering, tragedy wrapped up in cool laser swords and killer ponchos. Um, if you were in the Star Wars universe and you had to choose or like accept a hilarious and haphazard way to die, uh, what? What kind of thing, like, what do you think would happen to you in Star Wars to, to meet your untimely demise? Um, I'll give you an example um, so of me in a second. So I have, so I have three. Okay. One, one would be, I try spinning and the lightsaber just slices me in half. Yep. Because I, I'm, when it comes to like lightsaber technique, I'm basically like Ray. It's very blunt. It's very to the point. There's not really spinning. It's about how hard I can hit you. So I could try doing something stupid. Uh, two would be, would be like, I would be in a situation and like how tech does, I don't think it was pod racing, but he does some sort of racing in bad batch. Yep. I would do something stupid like that. And I'd be like, Oh yeah, I could pass this guy and go really fast. And I just go, um, I'd be that yep. one pod race pod racer that goes right off uh, the Tuscan Raiders and is flying up in the air or whatever. I'd be that yeah. guy. Um, the other way would be, 
I actually feel like I'm a pretty decent liar, but I could see myself getting caught in a lie with a pirate or something like that, and mm -hmm. I would be shot first. After <laughs> fighting three years that Han shot first, I would be the one to be shot first over something stupid, probably. Mm -hmm. So that would be the dumb way I would die. Yep. Yep. I uh I like the I, I love the the spinning one because like how many times like I know just myself, like how many times I've whacked myself in the friggin' head. Like mm. trying to spin or trying to like, oh, like I see something on TikTok. Oh, I can do that trick. Yeah, 100%. Let's go to the backyard and try that. And like I come back in, I got a goose egg welt on my head. It's like, oh, what happened? I smacked myself with a lightsaber because I'm an idiot and I spun a glow stick yeah. in the dark. Um, like that's, yeah, like I, I can see I have, a, I, have a weird, I have a weird habit of like getting into like a stance and like not moving my legs. So like mm. I'm pretty sure I would have cut my legs off a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> Just – Oh crap! All right, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I probably would do yeah. something stupid. I probably, yeah, I'd probably be like Anakin and try to show off to Padme and then slice myself in half. Yeah, that sounds all right. Yeah, yeah. All right, I like that. I, I love the the self reflection and self acceptance. Like, I would <laughs> definitely like go up to an animal that I wasn't supposed to be like, come here, you're my new best friend. Do you want to cuddle? Come on, buddy. And just my arms just instantly off by some like <laughs> dragon monster or something like that. Like just mm -hmm. like, Oh yeah, I wasn't supposed to do that. Um, mm -hmm. So that's, it's, it's always great to, to get those answers. Hey, secret friends unite. Let me tell you about Zencaster. We use them for our show and now they're supporting us. Zencaster is now the all-in-one solution making podcasting easy. It's the ultimate web-based podcasting solution. It provides high-quality audio and video podcast production and hosting. With a full suite of professional tools, podcasters can seamlessly record, produce, and publish studio-quality content all from one dashboard. Being a creator has never been easier. And we chose Zencaster because of the ease of use, uh, high quality output, and we it makes it super easy for our guests to come on. Uh, we had multiple solutions we tried before, and Zencaster has just been the best fit for us. Why Zencaster? It's now super easy to record a podcast with Zencaster. Log in using your browser and start recording a high quality podcast right away. Record studio quality sounds and up to 4K video with your guests. Feel a sense of Zen knowing Zencaster's multi-layered backups ensure you always have your recordings in the highest quality, even if the connection is unstable. Have you ever worried what you sound like? Zencaster's post-production process makes you sound buttery smooth. It automatically removes those ums and ahs in your recording. It removes those awkward pauses in conversation too. Set the right podcast loudness and levels while reducing background noise with the click of a button. So if you're interested in making an easy, high-quality podcast just with the click of a browser button, go to Zencaster.com slash SFU and use our code SFU. And you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same easy experience I do for all my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. Now back to the show. Um, so we don't really have like a topic separate from the news this week because there's nothing really new out. Um, right. Charlie and I are, are we're, we're going to do a kind of a, a recap um, rating thing of like 2023 next episode. So if anyone's tuning in right now and you want to hear what we thought of like everything that was released in 23 um, mm -hmm. and like pick our favorites, it's going to be going to be our, like our late, 
award show kind of deal is, is next mm-hmm. week. But this week we got some cool news and, and I just kind of wanted to pick your brain about a couple of things and, and uh, we'll do like news topic all wrapped into one as, as something a little different. So the first and biggest, I think bit of news is a new movie, mm-hmm. which was just randomly announced in mm-hmm. a, a, a press release Mm-hmm. which was a weird way to get this. Um, that was on January 9th. Mm-hmm. Um, Mandalorian and Grogu embarking mm-hmm. on a new adventure to movie theaters. This is going to be directed by John Favreau, produced by Favreau, Kathleen Kennedy, and Dave Filoni. And it's seemingly called The Mandalorian and Grogu, mm-hmm. which will go into production in 2024. So that means... I'm guessing maybe a 26 release potentially depending Unless, on how fast they can um, film this. Well, the thing is, is so the other um, at Star Wars celebration, they announced, they did announce one movie for t- 2025. And I feel like they still kept one of the 2025 dates mm. with no movie attached. I'm wondering if it's going to be this, like it would be December of 2025 because wait, maybe not. Hold on. It depends because there was a period of time where Disney wanted to do a sci-fi movie every December. So it was going to be Avatar, Star Wars, Avatar, Star Wars. But Avatar got moved again. I feel like Avatar might be moved to 2026, which if it is, hmm. there's a possibility that Man- the, the Mandalorian and Grogu could, depending on when they start, could be 2025. But you're probably right. It's more likely 2026, but right. at December 2025 slot, that might be that might be Mando and Grogu. That might be. And depending on how they film this, what the story is, they can do a lot very quickly with the volume. If they're filming the same kind of thing, I'd hope for a big movie event that we kind of get a little bit more on set because the volume is really cool. It's really impressive. It's great for a TV show, but like thing you, you can kind of tell when things are done on location versus the volume where we've seen where one can work way better than the other, or they can kind of work in tandem so I'm wondering if they'll kind of like, I wonder if this is something they can quickly produce or if this is something that, you know, will be more well, of a movie so the, production. So I'm, so the way that I'm kind of looking at this is like, um, Filoni is going to get the volume for Ahsoka season two. Right. And yeah. Pinewood studios more than likely is going to end up with the Mandalorian and Grogu, which mm-hmm. would make sense and would help everybody else. Because that was one of the big things when Kenobi came out and Andor came out. Is everybody said, why does Andor look like this and Kenobi not? Well, Kenobi was entirely shot on the volume. Andor, I don't even know if it shot anything on the volume, actually. I don't think so. No, I think that was all location. Yeah, like, you know, so there's there's the big difference right there. Um, So that's what I'm kind of thinking is going to be the case. Um, cause I don't, I don't see any of the shows leaving the volume except for yeah. obviously Andor season two. So, yeah. um, but I mean, Disney and Lucasfilm has such a big thing with Pinewood studios and Pinewood studios is also where Andor is being shot. So uh, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking they're going. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so we got a quote from Favreau saying, I have loved telling stories set in the rich world that George Lucas created. The prospect of bringing the Mandalorian and his apprentice Grogu, interesting wording mm-hmm. there, um, to the big screen is extremely exciting. Um, 
that's that's pretty awesome. And I, I love that, you know, it's full on. There's no more got to get him back to his tribe, figure this out. I'm not teaching him, you know, he's like full on apprentice now. You know, we saw a little bit of that in the last season of like, you know, Grogu mm-hmm. going up against other foundlings and whatever. Um, and then they kind of seemingly, spoiler alerts for anyone that hasn't seen season three, maybe fast forward 30 seconds. Um, but we've seen them kind of like, a little bit retire ish. So I guess they're coming out of retirement for this. He's really training them as his apprentice. Um, I wonder, I'm kind of, I'd love to see a little bit of a time jump and get kind of a, an older Grogu. He's cute in the shows and that kind of stuff, but I'd love him to be able to talk a bit more, do a bit more. We, again, we saw that a little bit more in season three of him jumping around, doing more stuff, being a little bit more active than like, baby Grogu. He's now kind of like right. toddler Grogu, right? Yeah. Um, and you have to wonder if Yoda, Yoda was full master training younglings at 100 years old? He was at 200. Was it 200 he started like full yeah, master? In the first ever New Republic book, he's mentioned as a master already. Okay. And I believe he was like two. He was, was over two. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. All right. So you got to wonder when this species like matures enough that he, you know, would be able to like do Yoda-esque stuff. Right. I'm kind of thinking he's just going to be very comprehensive, but not Mm -hmm. able to speak is probably what it's going to be. I like that. Give him that Mm -hmm. robot again. Yes. No. Yes. No. 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 Let's go. Um, That's (laughs) IG (laughs) IG eleven or whatever. Uh, Yeah, that was that was. uh, I love that. So stupid, but so fun. Um, So in that same release, we also got um, (laughs) the Mandalorian Grogu will lead Lucasfilm's ongoing future development uh, feature development slate. So that means this is coming first. Uh, mm-hmm. evidently uh even before um the ray movie uh even mm-hmm. before james mangold's uh whatever the intro to the jedi or the force or whatever it is um and and, and dave filoni is mentioned here as still having a movie so there's a lot of like controversy and wonder uh, mm-hmm. built up as like is this the filoni movie is this like the mandoverse movie that they've talked about already and is like maybe just you know Favreau's taking the reins instead of Filoni directing, but it seems like Filoni's still getting his chance at it. Uh, mm-hmm. But he's currently developing, like you already mentioned, Ahsoka season two. Um, mm-hmm. So th- there's a lot of stuff to take away from this weird little press release that they just uh, did January right. 9th. Just like hey, out of the blue, here we go. Um, so I guess first off, like, how are you feeling about this movie? especially in terms of like, this is leading the slate of star Wars feature films. Like we've, you, Mm -hmm. you were there, you heard about all the other movies at celebration. And then they just come out randomly with this thing and say, Hey, also this is taking priority. This is coming out first. How do you feel as like a, someone who was there for all these announcements and B just like in general of, of what this movie is. So, um, one of the things that I noticed with season three of Mando is there was like a split in the fandom as to if people appreciated it, appreciated the fact that it was broader than just the two of them. Uh, me personally, I liked it because I feel like it was the first time the whole series that Mando was like, 
hey, I don't want to be the person. You're <laughs> it. And he got to actually do that for an entire season. So that was important. Um, so I kind of liked that. Um, yeah, me too. Um, so I kind of feel like because of that, okay. So in November, I think it was, there was this random rumor that Disney didn't want to do a Mandalorian season four. They actually wanted to do a Mandalorian movie for Disney plus. Mm. Um, so it kind of lends itself to the idea that they always were thinking about a movie. Um, I also kind of feel like with the way the fandom kind of split with the idea of like, you know, Bo getting such a huge chunk of the Mandalorian, um, you know, um, the uh, darks, the the Empire sympathizers getting a whole section. I th- and then even just the tribe itself having a, b- a big yeah. part of it. I think what they realized was, okay, well, if if we took that season, which is probably like four or five hours, and we cut all that other stuff out, and it was just Mando and Grogu, we're down to two. So yeah. what about if we cut all that out and we just make this? Yeah. And then they were like, okay, well, if we make this, what about if we make money off of it? And that's why they're like, oh, well, let's release it in theaters, which isn't a bad idea either because it starts putting these the Mandoverse into shorter forms. So when it goes to a movie, it should still be a three-hour movie, but when it gets there, there's already something that's already started doing that. Um, yeah. So I don't have a problem with it. I think it could work really nicely, especially if it really just sticks to the two of them and it really focuses on their relationship and where they have to be in order to eventually fight Thrawn, I guess. And that's what, that's what I was going to, I wanted to ask. So first off, I, I did have in the show notes here, like, do you think this is going to be like mainly theatrical or like a Disney plus almost simultaneous drop? Like, cause mm-hmm. those of the, because of those rumors of like, this is more of a, I want to say made for TV movie, but like maybe a little bit more production value or whatever, but yeah. like, Sounds like you're thinking it's it's theatrical first, maybe a quicker Disney Plus release, but like yeah. make this an event, right? Make I think yeah, I think they're trying to get the event. They're trying to get yeah. people excited. I mean, if you think about it, that's essentially what they did with Force Awakens. Force Awakens, they they basically did a New Hope plus a little bit of Empire. You know, it, it's like oh, let's yeah. play it safe. Let's get the people going back. Then we'll have the next movie, um, and then it works out too. Because they can get a movie out quicker without taking Floney away from where he's needed. Because yeah. Favreau was more so a producer occasionally directing an episode. So Favreau's got the time. Filoni is out here like creating Ahsoka and like doing whatever. So um and I assume from what I understand from Celebration, like I assume Filoni, I guess, will shepherd skeleton crew because like Everybody kind of forgets, like, that show takes place at the exact same time, which in theory means yeah. Jude Law Jude Law is going to be joining Rosario Dawson and Pedro. So, yep. um, so yeah, so that would allow Filoni to kind of focus on the TV side until he can make his movie. Um, and then Favreau has something more to do other than just being a producer and overseer. He has, like, a hands-on project that he, ha- that he can do. Um, so the, I, the nice I thing with... Yeah, the the nice thing with Favreau is like he's also the guy that kicked off the MCU. Mm-hmm. And right now, like, you know, the MCU is getting a lot of flack, but Star Wars seems to be in this weird zone where it's they can't quite find their footing. They've got a lot of, you know, the the fandom's a little bit 
all over the place. You, you know, yeah. you like some parts of every show, some of the shows it's like, ah, that just didn't hit where we wanted it to. It's like, mm-hmm. they haven't had a massive, massive hit that's pleased everyone since like Mandalorian season two, uh, or yeah. Andor maybe. Um, but for, for Filoni to, to grab this and again, lead the slate of movies, kick off the new slate of movies and, kick off a cinematic Mandoverse. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if that's kind of like, Hey Favreau, can you do Iron Man again? <laughs> Here's another dude with a metal bucket on his head. Have fun. Very well. Yeah. And, and leading up to Filoni's Avengers, you know, cause like right. that's going to be everyone versus Thrawn. That is right. going to be the star Wars end game or whatever you want to call it of like the team needs to come together to kick this blue guy's ass. Um, Basically. Right. Like that's, <laughs> that's how I see yeah. it. So it's, and, and you're right on like Jude law, um, Boba Fett, Fennec Shand, Mando, Grogu, Ahsoka, yeah. the rebels crew, everyone's coming together for Filoni's movie. I'm hoping even recast of the original trilogy crew. Um, I would love yeah. to see, um, I'd love to see. And, and one thing that's been, absent from this and absent from the rumors um, or, or maybe just a, a rumor and, and, and not an actual mm. thing is, uh, is Donald Glover's um, his, his movie uh, to, with Lando. Yeah. And I'm wondering if they will do like, let's get Lando back. Let's get, um, you know, Han Solo, young Han Solo back and then recast Luke and Leia. Right. And there get them a- in, in Filoni's. I feel like uh, it might have been before it, but around the time of the the Mandalorian having his own movie, there was a rumor that um uh whoever, what was his name Aldridge is that his name that played him yeah. yeah. that played Solo was yeah. was already being talked to, and then they were looking for two people for Luke and Leia. Um, oh, that'd be so good. So in theory, they are going that way, and it. And depending on when Lando's movie is supposed to take place, maybe it's part of it. Maybe that's why it went through such a weird thing because they talked about, I think, if I remember correctly, when they announced like, because originally he was getting a series. Yeah. There was like a rumor that it was going to be before A New Hope. Then there was at -hmm. least a fan theory, at least amongst the friends that I had, the theory was they were almost going to be like, they they might have done like like almost like an old Lando tells stories about young Lando. So there was mm-hmm. going to be a way that Billy D Williams was going to like start the episode and then it was going to be Donald Glover the whole time. Yeah. Um, so maybe at a certain point they realized it was Lando would be more interesting after as opposed to before, especially because here's the other thing too is like there's comics that are canon. Like one of the first uh, one of the Star Wars. I did read like the first Lando comic they released and I don't remember how, but he ends up winning in a bet, a star cruiser that was supposed to be Palpatine's. I don't really remember the whole thing, <laughs> but like, that's, that's what I'm fantastic. saying. But like, that's, the, that's still canon. So like, yeah. it's like, do you go, do you go back to that? Do you, do you start doing what you start following Filoni's rationale, which is the te- the shows and the movies are canon and everything else could be or could not be or are they going to start going like ah like maybe we should start making canon and we're making so much more we're creating so much more during the mandoverse maybe lando should be here 
So right. maybe right. that's going to be the plan. I mean, yeah, you know, that would work. Yeah, I mean, we, we've we got, like, as far as a movie canon, we know that he and Luke went on some missions together, uh, went right. after uh, Ochi, and, mm-hmm. you know, tried to, you know, ended up kind of almost finding, uh, you know, that, that ship and where Ray's parents and everything, right. and all that kind of stuff. Like, it was a little bit of crossover in, uh, in Rise of Skywalker, but... Aside from that, yeah, we, you know, it's all written, it's all comics and that kind of stuff. And they, they can and have played fast and loose with that kind of stuff before, as far as like canon is concerned. So, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of anyone's interpretation mm-hmm. and anyone's game at this point. So it'll be interesting right. to see where all this comes together, but, um, I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, but also very excited for like, they just kind of dropped Ahsoka season two con- confirmed in this yeah. at the bottom of the thing, like, and then, like a couple of days later, it was like Filoni sharing like concept art of Ahsoka and Sabine standing on that same giant yeah, yeah. pointing uh, figure uh, mm-hmm. that that Balin's skull was was pointing. What are what are your hype levels for for Ahsoka season two right now? So like, I was automatically hyped, but I feel like it was because I was I like watched the finale and I was like there's like no way this doesn't get a season 2. Like that's impossible that this leads to the movie. So so like I didn't I kind of felt like it was like a like an, it was like inevitable. I'm like all right, like can you just like announce it? Like I don't know why I I don't know why I need to wait to hear that you're making season 2 because like you have yeah. to. Like the Floney movie literally doesn't work unless half the Floney movie is going to be them going to go find <laughs> Sabine and Ahsoka because I'm like jeez. My, my fear, again, going back to the Avengers, was – so if you remember like the original MCU stuff, uh, Thor ended, the, the Rainbow Bridge is destroyed. There's no way to get back to anywhere. Uh, the Thor movie ends and Loki's gone and Thor's trapped in Asgard. Can't get back to Jane, can't get back to Earth. He's completely screwed. And then the Avengers comes along and Thor just lands on the plane – after they capture loki and he's just like hey bitches i'm back what's going on um and it's just like they they throw it away in a line of like how much dark magic did odin have to muster to send you right 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 i was worried that they do the same thing if ahsoka didn't get a season two they'd be just like hey suddenly ahsoka found her way back and they're gonna fight thrawn (laughs) like they could they could opening crawl the hell out of that and i didn't want that and Mm. i'm so glad we're not like they're yeah, actually going to explore that a bit more and not mm-hmm. just like open and crawl. Like, so Ahsoka and Sabine found their way back and now everyone has to take on Thrawn. Here's a mm-hmm. star Wars. Um, right. It's yeah. So much better this way. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, so your hype levels pretty. Oh yeah. I, I was just, I, I was just waiting. Like I said, I was just like waiting. I like watching. I was like, okay, like there has to be a season two, right? It was more of a, it wasn't even more of a hype thing. It was more of a, like, there's no way they're going to disappoint me. Right. <laughs> they can, right. Yeah. Right. Uh, so I do have to ask Balin's skull. Recast. They have to. Okay. There's no, you, the, the character is, or is designed to have a whole like arc essentially. Yeah. Um, so I don't think, I don't think it functions without him. Like I just, yeah. there's just no way, it, which really sucks. But like I don't, because I I'm still under the impression I don't know how it's gonna work. Either him and and Shmi, right? That's how you say your name. Did I get that right? Okay. Um, 
they are somehow going, in my opinion, are going to be involved in the creation of the Knights of Ren and Snow. Oh. Don't know because ex- he has the same ring as Snoke. He's kind of like this very ambiguous, like, oh, I'm not a Sith, but like I'm not light. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't think like I don't think Snoke is going to be like a. I don't think Snoke is necessarily like a clone of him. I right. think somehow he's involved, and I think that whole thing with those stupid random tribal soldier things that she becomes a part of. I'm like, Oh, you mean these people that use blunt instruments? Like Ren was Kylo was leading. Oh, there's the Knights of Ren. There's, there's a potential Snoke connection. And that's why he says, I'm looking for something deeper. I'm not looking for Sith. I'm not looking for Jedi. I'm looking for something deeper. The deeper Mm. thing would Palpatine existing, the clones, the, the, all that stuff. So I almost feel like they're somehow setting they're setting up how he is going to tell everybody how somehow Palpatine returned. It's going to be Balin that's going to say, nope, this is how he did. Because they, kind of, oh, they kind of describe it in the Rise of Skywalker book a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I think he's going to be like the one that's like, no, this is what happened. Um, oh, wow. This is why all of this stuff happens. You know, why maybe he'll even, I don't think he'll explain what a dyad is more. I think like, He'll basically like explain like, oh well, the force is balanced now. Now that means anytime evil rises, light must rise equally. Which you know, so th- I think I think there's like some sort of key element that he does for the sequels because I still believe that that's what these movies are leading towards. Like you're gonna find out that Moff Gideon's experiments. Oh, he cloned and he was trying to put force. Oh, that's how Snoke was made. That's yeah. another piece. Because they even go back to that in Bad Batch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everything's. I, I, we've talked about it on this show before. Of like hmm. the Bad Batch is leading up to the Mandalorian, which is leading up to Rise of Skywalker and Snoke and Palpatine hmm. coming back. Like it's all connected. They're doing the exact same thing that they did with the Clone Wars cartoon with all of this stuff of hmm. filling in those gaps in hmm. between making the movies make more sense after the fact, but we're getting more of that explanation, more of the thing. And then you, you'll get that line mm-hmm. of somehow Palpatine returned, but guess what? Over the next, whatever many years, they're going mm-hmm. to explain that. So like a couple of years down the road from now, you're going to be like, Oh, this is exactly how that dude re- returned. Right. And just the universe doesn't know it the same way that nobody knows that Darth Vader is Anakin like, how are they going to know? They're in the woods somewhere. Like, of course, it's just like, if right. somehow we returned, I don't freaking know. I don't like, you know, like, yeah. it's like somehow there's this dark giant thing chasing all the Jedi. It's Anakin. But like, no one knows. It's just Darth Vader. Is, is he a robot? Is he a dude? I don't know. He kills everyone. Le- run. Just just run. Um, right, right. So I think, you know, they, like, it's it's that same kind of mystery, but they're explaining it to us, uh, which, which I love. Um, yeah. And I think so, I'm hoping... I'm hoping we might get a sense of infinity war with it because mm. the whole point is that the sequel trilogy has to happen, which means the Mandoverse in theory should not end on a good note in theory, yeah. which yeah. I think would be awesome because that's part of the reason why empire works so well. And it's not like you have to make it hopeless. Like empire is a great example. Like they still had hope. They lost them. This has got to be, it's got to be the same thing. Um, you know, especially, 
Because if you go back to the Rise of Skywalker, when Rey hears the Jedi, the question is, does she hear them through the world between worlds because they can contact or does she hear dead Jedi? Which if yeah. she does hear dead Jedi, Ahsoka has to go at some point. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm hoping yeah, that it's, it's... I, I like the idea of like old Ahsoka and Rey's movie somehow, but yeah. it would kind of make sense if she were to sacrifice herself and then it would explain that too, like why she's yeah. able to speak through the world between worlds because she's a dead. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, and I, I said that the, the first time I saw uh, the Rise of Skywalker, I was, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you, you start picking out the voices and you go home and you're like, mm-hmm. okay, who are all these voices? Oh my God, that is who I thought it was. Mm-hmm. um and like everyone's dead but her oh shit uh here we go so that's you know it, it, and you know it's it, and again you saw the 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 sequels and you you said that you know it can't end on a good note um mm-hmm. and you have to wonder of like how things went down and we saw again we saw that with ahsoka we we see that with um with uh mandalorian season three of like the empire, the, the seeds are still there. Like there's still stuff going on in the background. There's still some loyalists. There's still mm-hmm. people that are, that are trying to take down the Republic and the Republic has people that are just way too full of themselves, way too confident, way too uh, relaxed that mm-hmm. they don't think this stuff's a threat. Um, right. So Thrawn's going to come back and mess some stuff up. And, and, you know, we're, like you said, I think we're going to see that infinity war that that empire yeah kind of thing uh it's gonna be interesting um last thing i want to ask i listed the state of movies already we've got mando and grogu ray skywalker's new jedi movie uh filoni's mando verse ahsoka verse movie the lando movie potentially uh, and uh the the dawn of the force jedi thing james mangold's working on um how are you feeling about this overall slate that they've they've talked about? Um, I mean, I feel pretty good. The the Dawn of the Jedi movie, I think the cool thing is is there's a lot of flexibility with that movie. Um James Mangold has basically done good movies, except for Indiana Jones five. I thought that movie was not good. So There was a good movie in there. They just needed to like edit an yeah, hour out spo- of it. Spoiler alert for anybody. <laughs> The second they introduced time travel, because apparently that's like a gimmick now, that threw me right out of the thing. I was like, nope, mm. we out. That was the only <laughs> thing that I thought was totally, totally not an Indiana Jones thing. I was like, I'm like, dude, The Flash literally just came out. Like yeah. it came out like three weeks before you. This doesn't work. This is so dead. Endgame did it best. Leave it alone. It's done. Um, I, I, I could have even accepted that part, but I just thought there was just... There, like forty-five minutes to an hour needed to be edited out oh of that God. movie. Yeah, it was so long. long. I think they so long. I think, and that's just someone think, with an Indiana Jones figure right back I, there. That dude, I cosplayed to it. Like, I cosplayed to the movie and was just like. Then I sat yeah. there. I was like, no, this is yeah. But um, yeah. <laughs> so anyway. yeah, so there's that. Um, the Ray Skywalker one, I'm super excited for. I think oh, Ray yeah. is a great character. I think this. I don't know. I don't know how you created a brain trust for three movies and not one of the writers of those three movies knew what the other one was writing. I don't understand that. There's pictures of um, JJ and Ryan and Colin sitting in a room with their script. I don't know how there was no sense of like um, continuity. I don't know where – 
I don't know why they couldn't work together. Like, Favreau and Filoni show, like, oh, that we got Robert Rodriguez in here to do this. Okay, but you have to do this. Like, you can do it. So I don't I don't really understand what happened because I think there were a lot of good ideas. I just think it's a mess. Um, yeah. And I think the characters are fine. Um, so I think Ray gets a sense of redemption. I think... Um, I really hope they make Finn a Jedi because it would be the first time we see yes. two... We see a Jedi Master and Padawan who are the same age, one teaching the other one. I think yeah. that would be fascinating. And I think Rey will start I wouldn't say I wouldn't say go the gray Jedi route, but I think mm. I think she could potentially see things a different way. Because one of the things I'm most excited about for the Mando and Grogu movie, or at least I'm hoping is gonna happen, is somebody goes, Hey Grogu, I know you chose to be a bounty hunter, but you keep using the force for your own game. You would literally what a dark side user is, even though you're not a dark side user. So what are you? I think at some point he has to be conflicted. I think him and Mando have to have some sort of conflict about that. It doesn't even have to be bad. It doesn't have to be a blow up thing. It just has yeah. to be like something doesn't feel right. And I think Grogu, I think Grogu eventually is going to be some form of Jedi, whether he's going to be this like Mandalorian Jedi that's a foil to Rey somehow or something um but i feel like i feel like grogu i feel like the reason why filoni and favreau did not leave the two of them separate is because it's going to be more interesting with them together with grogu going oh yeah no i'm a bounty i'm a bounty hunter now i am a mandalorian it's like yeah dude but you are force jumping here you are force choking this guy Mm -hmm. you are not actually a mandalorian you are a jedi um so and i think that'll tie into ray skywalker's thing because we'll have seen like this grogu kind of dealing with the gray i mean grow uh, you know kind of like like ezra did and then you got ray i mean hopefully you have old ezra in ray's movie but um so i think i think that'll be good and then i think the mandoverse movie i i don't really i i mean even if the movie's just like mediocre it'll be great just because it's just like it's just accumulation of all greatness it's like all right we can live i mean geez it's like it's like Avengers versus Avengers Age of Ultron. It's like, yeah, Aven- the first Avengers is definitely a better movie. Age of Ultron is still really enjoyable and like still worth the rewatch and everybody still likes it. So it's fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think you're, you're right on. Um, mm-hmm. I am very curious about how James Mangold, uh, you know, continues with, with what he's doing. Cause it's, it's, uh, it's also the most separate, um, you know, Mando right. and Grogu, potentially the Lando movie, Filoni's, uh, Mandoverse, all that kind of stuff. Like it's that's the same time period, and then we have Ray, just a tiny bit in the future, and then James Mando is like twenty five thousand years disconnected, right? So it's like it's yeah. it's very, like I said, very yeah. free and, and whatever. But the rest of them, I think, yeah, are, are right could and, be potentially and, all connected, especially with right. like you said, with Grogu right. potentially being that bridge. Yeah, and then there's the question of, did they really fire Ryan Johnson or is he still making a trilogy? Cause they're, they never fully and take away TT supposedly. I was just going to say take away TT. Yeah. Uh, so and I, I, I don't know. There's like, there's, <laughs> there's like a whole, there's like a whole possibility that all of this stuff that we're talking about ends up on the back burner because all of a sudden it's like, Oh yeah. Take away TT Star Wars movie takes place in the new Republic. And is this, Oh, right. okay. Yeah. I guess we're getting that first. I don't know. Yeah. It's uh very, it's very interesting. It is. They've shown that they're not scared to mix things up and, and put new things ahead as we've literally just seen with Mandalorian and Grogu. So uh, it's mm-hmm. it's an interesting time to be a Star Wars fan and we're getting potentially lots of really cool stuff in the next few years. So yeah, um, yeah, I can't wait to see 
what they do. Uh, but with that, let's wrap it up here. Jimmy, thank you so much for joining me. This was an absolute pleasure. Absolute blast. Yeah, no, this was a lot of fun. to do it again. Um, please tell people where they can follow you and, and where they can find your stuff. Okay, so uh, Jimmy K underscore FOE is my username on Instagram and TikTok. Um, I believe that's how you can find me on Facebook. Otherwise, you can just use Jimmy Kelly Fight on Entertainment uh, for that. Uh, YouTube, I got a... Um, I have a company one that's, you just search fight on entertainment. There's a blue logo with a kind of David Goliath kind of imagery going. That's me as well. Um, oh, on X, I'm also Jimmy K underscore FOE. Yeah. All right. I think I got Excellent. everything. Excellent. Yeah. And for anyone that didn't catch all that links are going to be in the show notes. So go down there, click right and, and, and make sure you, uh, you follow Jimmy because Constantly entertaining stuff, and uh, we've got some stuff uh, coming up, and uh, and and hope I, I hope to just kind of continue doing stuff with you and get you back on the show. Amen. It's uh, it's great to work with you and, and great to talk to you. So thank you again for, yeah. for joining us. Of course, man. All right, everyone, you can follow me at the under. Or no, sorry, geez, I I changed it up. See, I got it right at the start of the show now, so yeah. I have two. I've separated my Instagram account and my TikTok accounts. Um, so you can find me at Canardian underscore Jedi. And if you want to follow my gaming stuff, it's Canardian underscore gamer. So for Star Wars, um, you know, that's that's more of my cosplay. Star Wars specific stuff is Canardian underscore Jedi. So follow me there on uh, on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, I haven't changed anything on X because I don't go there anymore. So, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. I, I, bas- uh, I basically just like have the thing. The thing just exists. Yeah. It still exists. I'm sure you can message me there and I'll see it eventually. But uh, but that's about it. Instagram and TikTok are the ways to go for me. And of course, the Secret Friends Unite Discord group. So uh, check that out and, uh, and, uh, and chat in there about all things geek. Thank you everyone for listening. May the force be with you. Rex, play us out. <laughs>